How does one frame a masterpiece? If it's a painting, some wood and gold leaf will do. But what about a masterpiece of the edible variety? Like Boar's Head Oven Gold Turkey. Crafted from a family recipe, seasoned with savory spices and then slow roasted until it's fork tender and brimming with flavor. So, what could frame such a masterpiece? Perhaps a little bread would do. Boar's Head. Compromise elsewhere. It's time once again for another episode of Atlanta Legal Experts Radio. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. And now here's your host, Emily Rowell. Good morning. This is Emily Rowell with Peachtree Offices bringing you Atlanta Legal Experts Radio on voting day. Yeah, Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday. We're so excited. And we have a great guest of candidates this morning. Most definitely. Yeah, so we're, we're excited to have a special voting show this morning. Um, I have Andrew Margolis with us. He is candidate for Superior Court of Fulton County. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming this morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I also have Kim Childs here for Cobb Superior Court. Good morning. Good morning. We can't wait to hear from both of you on this special Super Tuesday. And we also have, last but not least, Craig Williams. Hey. Good hey. morning. And, of course, <laughs> as Rich said. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it. Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love. At earlier, every Tuesday is a Super Tuesday here. <laughs> That's right. At Pro Business Channel. <laughs> That's how we roll. That's it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> And we also have, I do not want to forget to mention our sponsors. We have Peachtree Offices. Um, they are all throughout the Atlanta area and help attorneys establish their practice in Atlanta. We have 3A Law Practice Management, helping attorneys start and grow their practice. And we have a new sponsor, Appraisals by Michael. And you can see all of the links to their website on atlantalegalexperts.com. Without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you Ms. Kim Childs. She's running for Cobb Superior Court, judge seat being vacationed by the retiring judge, Adele Grubbs. As an attorney, Kim represents businesses and their owners in a variety of business and commercial disputes. She routinely litigates complex matters in courtrooms across Metro Atlanta. She began her practice as an associate attorney on the business litigation team at Hunton & Williams, later joined Wargo & French LLP, a litigation boutique in Midtown Atlanta, where she continued to represent businesses in sophisticated commercial disputes. In 07, Kim opened up her own business-focused firm, the Child's Law Firm, LLC, in Vinings. She graduated magna cum laude from Georgia State University College of Law. At GSU, she was on the editorial board of the Law Review and received numerous academic honors. Kim and her husband, David, reside in Smyrna and are the parents of two children, Catherine and Ben. Thank you. Yes, yes. And tell me how it all began, the running for judge. The running for judge part has been um, kind of a new development. Folks ask me often if I've always dreamed of being a judge. 
But I have to say one thing that, that you didn't mention with my background is my first job, uh-huh. I was over in DeKalb County. Um, I was a guard at their jail. So I tell folks that at one point in time, it was my dream to be a guard in the jail. And then I became a paralegal and then I went to law school and then I was practicing and opening my own firm. So it's kind of been a, a step-by-step process. Wow. And when, uh, when Judge Grubbs announced but last September that she was retiring, I thought this, was, this would be my time. That is awesome. Storybook. Awesome. Sounds like a storybook. I book. know. I know. And the American dream, yes, actually. Yes, of course. And she's living it. <laughs> and so to want to be a prison guard. It, well, it was, it, was really kind of, it was really kind of neat. Um, I was a criminal justice major in okay. undergrad. And the facility that's over on Memorial Drive, I still call it the new jail, mm-hmm. even though it was, I think, opened in 95. Uh, we had studied about all different types of uh, facilities in, in my classes. And there I got to see it actually in place. And it was it was neat and uh, got to see a lot of different people from different backgrounds than what I'd experienced before. That is neat. So tell me a little more about your practice. How did you get into the area of business? Business litigation. um, The the bigger law firms in metro Atlanta tend to have a very business practice, business focused practice. Mm -hmm. So when I was in law school and interviewing at jobs, Hunton and Williams, the people there, the type of work that they do and the companies that they represent kind of really fit with what I wanted. So that's, uh, it's challenging. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's always very interesting because whoever your client is, you have to not only know the law, but learn their business as well. Sure. Sure. Did you focus? And I know that in that, um, one firm with Wargo and French, it was more larger firms. Is that what you still focus on now for your current? since I've had my own firm, I opened my own practice in 2007. I've represented primarily mid-sized and small businesses and sometimes just individual business owners. Mm-hmm. My practice lately has been focused on privately held companies whose owners hate each other. I mm-hmm. call it business divorces when wow. they kind of split up and break up. Wow. Has that been a little niche of yours to kind of find? Yeah, yeah, you do one been. or two and then you realize, hey, I'm really good at this. <laughs> there's There's a lot of... There's a lot of emotion involved because when you yeah. build your own business, um, it's, huge. it's it's huge. It's important to you. It becomes a part of you. And uh, people feel very strongly about their business. And if there's a struggle over ownership or control or management, uh, it becomes very personal. Mm-hmm. Now, what are one of the biggest mistakes people make in starting their own business? I would say not having an exit strategy. Because when you're going in, you're thinking this. Um, you're, you have you have these plans to do great things, mm-hmm. and um, y- no one thinks that failure is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it, it it's a reality that some businesses don't make it. Right. So having an exit strategy that you and your business partners have hashed out on the front end will help when there's if there's trouble. That was one of the. F- there was um, an interview that I had to take actually. I was on the other end of the table gotcha. and it was five. They asked me five key things to starting your own practice or business and running it successfully. And the one thing, my very first thing that came to mind was starting with the end in mind. So you're absolutely right. You have all these passions and ideas and things that you want to do to help other people. Cause that's why we all start businesses to help people, but you have to also be realistic about it. Mm-hmm. And so starting with that end plan, yeah. 
and then working backwards day by day. And that really keeps you focused. Yeah. And it prevents um, the need for hiring lawyers like me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which ideally I have I have a client once and then they never have to see me again because gotcha. I'm dealing with with people in crisis. If mm-hmm. they I'm a litigator, I, I only litigate mm-hmm. I don't uh, don't do the front end setup stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, folks who come to me are in they're in crisis. Which I think also relates very well to the bench because if you're in if you're in front of a superior court judge, you're probably in crisis. Adoption being the the one exception to that. Superior court judges handle adoption, which mm-hmm. is their um their that's their feel good work that they that they can do. Everything else is felonies or divorces mm-hmm. or land disputes or trying to make somebody do something or not do something. So those are people in crisis. Sure, sure. Um, so tell me, where would you, um, back to your business, where, where do you think you get the majority of your business from? The majority of my business comes from other lawyers. Yes. I'd say 95% comes from other lawyers. Um, and that's, uh, that's a, my business is, is good. So Mm -hmm. it's been a big, uh, uh, honor for other people in my profession to trust, to trust what I do. That's huge. That, I mean, that's yeah. good. That, that, that's the best business. And to be considered by your peers to refer business to you speaks a lot to your credibility as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Did you want to ask Tell that? us about Judge Adele Grubbs um, and, and your relationship with her. Well, I've only been before her a couple of times, but she's an amazing woman who was a trailblazer for, for women and the practice. Um, anyone anyone who, who's been before Judge Grubbs knows that... Uh, she's 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 tough she's fair she's impartial she always follows the rules mm-hmm. um and that's someone whose footsteps i would i would be honored to follow in yeah and sounds like you probably could be w- would be a great replacement for her as she moves on i yeah. i would uh I, I would like to think so she's going to stay around she's going to take senior status i believe is my understanding so she'll stay around so it'd be like a mentor of some sort i would i would be honored to have her as a mentor Outstanding. and she had a very strong connection with the, the domestic law practice um, and I think I think her her guidance in those areas would be invaluable to to me if, if I'm successful in my election. Now how about your presidency as the elect of the uh, Cobb County Bar Association? How did that come about? I've, I got involved as soon as I opened my practice in Cobb County. I got involved with the Cobb County Bar Association, which is a. I mean, I'm completely biased here, but I think it's one of the best voluntary bar associations. I'm not going to limit it to Georgia. I would definitely say Southeast. And I, different sections I was involved with, did some work with, and been on the board of trustees for several years. And the bar is great with keeping keeping everybody uh, focused on professionalism mm-hmm. because, you you know, there's all these lawyer jokes and you hear about, you know, the bad things that lawyers do. There's a lot of really good things that lawyers do. Yeah. And uh, the Cobb Bar has a program called the Community Service Fund. Mm-hmm. Each year they give um, anywhere between forty and $60,000 in grants to families that are in need in Cobb County. Uh, one-time emergency assistance for families, things like they need, the, they need, they need help. There's a situation in their family budget uh, with their finances, and they need help keeping the lights on. Um, so we get requests through the school system, the social workers at the schools, and help out with that. So it's a the professionalism aspect and then the community service, the give back that the bar uh, does. She's definitely a, a holistic candidate. <laughs> I mean, I'd say, and, and one great thing that we've uh, been able to experience here at L on a weekly basis are those good stories about good attorneys. Um, they don't call themselves good. We have to call them 
good. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, that hearing the stories of how they got into the practice, you being on both sides, you being able to engage with those who are unfortunately in the jails, but you're, you have, you've learned to have apathy and uh, compassion for those individuals. So as a judge, there needs to be that, that impartiality where you are able to speak to you know, the possibilities of what could have happened or transpired so you can consider both parties. So um, I'm really encouraged, too, in Cobb County that we have someone that's going to be um, wise and uh, unbiased. And but fair. And fair. And fair. Yeah. I tell you, the, one of the things that I took away from the jail, and I think it, 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 it resonates into all areas of my practice and probably all areas of my life, is that you have to treat people with respect. Mm. Um, folks who are incarcerated for whatever reason, um, are, they're, they're still very much people. Yes, they are. And I will tell you, I've, I've never been a, um, a, uh, a, a physically strong girl. So at the young age of 22, when I walked into a pod with 32 male inmates, if I didn't have a good level of respect, um, if they didn't respect me, I could be in a very dangerous situation. Yeah. I never had any problems. So I worked at the jail for all, uh, three and a half years. Wow. Never had any problems. So you learn to treat people with respect, do what you say you're going to do, mm-hmm. and don't make promises you can't keep. Integral. Yeah. I really Having like that, that balance. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk more about your campaign. Right. I love talking about my <laughs> campaign. It's busy. It is networking on steroids is it wow so i've always had to network for my for my work um Mm -hmm. that's how businesses get get work you go out you're involved with business associations you're involved with community associations you talk with other professionals you lunch a lot you breakfast a lot and uh, campaigning is networking on steroids steroids. Mm -hmm. couldn't imagine it it's fun though you get to meet people that i wouldn't have probably had the opportunity to to cross paths with before Sure. So talking about what I want to do and talking about the 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 plans, I, one of the things that I like to talk about is um, my bringing, I run my own business since 2007. I've had anywhere between just me as the employee when I started up to, you know, three to four employees. It's a small law firm, but it's still a business. Mm-hmm. And the lessons that you learn when you run a business, I think will will translate well to the bench and to how you run chambers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things like uh, scheduling um, calendars. I tell folks, if I had all of my clients show up at 9 o'clock in the morning and told them I would deal with them in the order that I thought was best, I wouldn't have any clients for, for very long. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's how our judicial system works with calendar calls. Um, lawyers and their clients and litigants, they show up at 9 o'clock in the morning, and then the judge figures out which ones they're going to take at which time. Wow. There are some judges that do it differently. I know mm-hmm. um, uh, there's judges that will schedule people on, on staggered times. So I think there's other ways to do that. There's lessons that can be taken from how you run a small business into how you would run the business mm-hmm. of being mm-hmm. on the bench. Certainly. That's huge. Now, um, tell me, what has your biggest challenge been during this campaign? I think it's probably what every, every candidate will say, and it's, it's money. Um, mm-hmm. Cobb County is a very large county, and um, it's the election is May 24th. May 24th. Is the election yes, that vote was my child? <laughs> vote Kim Childs. Um, and so, in order to get my message, which I think is strong, 
out to voters that will actually show up at, at, on election day because there's not it's not the presidential primary. There's no contested um, governor's race. There's not even a, um, a, a congressional race that's contested in Cobb. So it's it's we're expecting low turnout mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. for that election. And so raising the funds to get the get my message out there. I was successful in the first financial reporting. I raised I reported more funds raised than any other candidate in my race. Mm. So my supporters have. Um, been very very helpful in that regard but it's still a challenge with raising money it's got to be the hardest ask it's not tax sure. deduct deductible so unlike a charity when you're raising money for a charity where you can say hey you can it's tax deductible this one's not and i can promise nothing in return yeah so so crowdfunding <laughs> you, you'd have to i mean since you, you can't promise anything crowdfunding would have to be maybe uh <clears throat> you can't make any promises so the return on whatever that investment is i, I think but that'd be that'd be interesting to figure out a creative way to do a crowdfunding for your campaign. And, and I'm a business girl, so you know I'm always looking for the the return on investment. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's one thing with my services as a lawyer because I know I'm providing value. Mm -hmm. But how do I provide value? Um, well, putting away the bad people and you know yeah. saving. And, the well, telling telling her story. <laughs> I mean, I think it's very important that you you talk about um, being a county jail um, guard. And tell that whole story yes. because people hearing a little bit more about. I mean, we we do business with individuals we know, like and trust. We vote for people we know, like and trust. And the more they know about you and your story, uh, the more that they have the you know affinity to like you and trust you. So I think it's very important. I mean, things that we've shared today. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's going to be important to share that um, your story. Uh, so. and, and and it's uh, it's a very humbling process too mm -hmm. and when people can't come out and support you and the things that folks have said has been it just uh, it, it it's uh it's it's an honor to do this and have the support from so many so many people i know and then there's people i don't know yeah. that have been supporting me um and that's uh that's uh because they've researched as in this day and age mm -hmm. we could vote from the home in a sense you know make our decisions from the home it's mm -hmm. not like it was every day i mean in the past where you had to go shake you know, pick up the babies and shake, knock on doors all the time, which it, it's good to still do that. I'm still knocking on it's doors. It's still yeah, the, good hands. to do that. But um, people are, you know, more prone to hit that search button and yes. see what you know, other people have had to say about you. And I think you, you're in a great position. Um, I'm glad you said that it's humbling. I mean, now, I mean, you come in from a place of love. Love and humility are undefeated, so remember that. I will, I will. And I'm well, a preacher over here. I have, uh, I have good parents. Uh, my parents were actually missionaries uh, for, for years and years, and um, there's no way my mother will let me get too big for my britches. There you go. That's it. Balance. What's the most important thing to you as far as your judgeship? My candidacy, I think the most important thing that I want uh, folks to understand is, is I, have, I have real experience. It's so the one thing that I think separates me from from the other candidates in my race is it, it is and I, it's one thing to sit behind a desk and and put people away. It's another thing to have to look these folks in their eyes. It's one thing to understand um, what it's like for them when uh, they're delayed for a week with getting a hearing mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason because they're actually incarcerated mm -hmm. and the day to day. Um, monotony of that and understanding what they go through, I think is something that um, that separates me, having that experience. I love that. I love that. Do you have a slogan? Um, yeah, I sure do. Um, it's real experience, trusted qualifications, and proven leadership. Mm, and like the real experience talks about from being a guard, 
to being a paralegal, working my way through law school, and then working in big firms and having my own. For trusted qualifications, I'm really honored to be on the top 100 Georgia super lawyers list this year. Um, so that was a that was a pretty good honor. And then proven leadership, I've been involved in a lot of community organizations as well as bar where I've been in leadership positions. Don't forget the business approach. All business. The all business approach too. Um, all business approach. So tell us again about when and all the good details and how people can come out to vote. Sure. The election is May 24th. It's the general primary in Cobb. You can start getting absentee ballots. Uh, I believe they'll start sending them out April 1st. You can request them online right now. You do have to, well, you do have to print out a form that you get online and mail it in to get an absentee ballot. Early voting starts in early May. Um, and you'll have to look on the, 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 the election board website for that. And then um, election day is May 24th. Now, do you have a, a number they can reach or, or any? What, what? The best way to get in touch with me if folks want more information about the campaign or uh, about me is uh, my website, which is www.kimchildsforjudge.com. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're, I'm super excited for you. So am I on this Super, on this super Tuesday. On the Super I, Tuesday. I didn't super even excited. mean to do that. <laughs> I'm just so natural at this. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> Great. Well, we'll take a quick break just to mention our sponsors one more time. We have Peachtree Offices, 3A Law Practice Management, and Appraisals by Michael. You can look at all of their information at atlantalegalexperts.com. And also you'll see the, the um, guests here today and their bios and all the links to their websites. So how's it going for you, Craig? Going well. Yeah. I'm excited about Miss Childs, though. I, I really am, too. Am. She's, I she's Georgia Panther. I mean, Georgia State Panther. So I've got yes. a lot of connection there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we also want to introduce Andy Margolis. Good, Good morning. 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 Thank you so much for being here. Um, I would love to start with his bio. He is a graduate of Bron say that Brandeis. 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 I knew that. I was just testing you guys. <laughs> he is a graduate of Brandeis, Brandeis University. <laughs> I'm not going to get it right. And Emory University School of Law. He began his legal career as an assistant dr district attorney responsible for pr prosecuting some of the most serious crimes in our state. While with the DA's office, Andrew was a relentless advocate on behalf of crime victims and served as lead drug court prosecutor and as a lead domestic violence prosecutor. He entered the private practice of law in 2004 and is a founding member of the Margolis Legal Group, a full-service law firm focused on the representation of individuals accused of crimes throughout the state and those facing family law or domestic issues. Andrew also volunteers to represent those individuals charged with crimes who are too poor to hire their own lawyers. He is on the A-list of attorneys in the Gwinnett County Indignant, in, Indigent, say that Indigent. Indigent. Indigent, thank you. <laughs> um, he is on the A-list of attorneys in the Gwinnett County Indigent Defense roster, which means he is handpicked by judges to take on the most serious and high-stakes cases. In, 12, in 2012, Andrew was appointed judge of the Magistrate Court of Fulton County, and now, in addition to maintaining his law practice, presides over all man, manner of civil cases as, and misdemeanor and felony criminal cases in the Magistrate, State, and Superior Courts of Fulton County. He is now seeking election as judge of the Fulton County Superior Court. Fantastic. And you live in Atlanta with your wife, Mindy, and your children, Robbie and Lily, and their dogs, Chester and Maggie. That's right. That's so funny. My daughter's name's Maggie. <laughs> 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 
So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much. And both of you have children. I just, I, I meant to ask him that, and I, we've got to, you know, ahead of ourselves. But, I mean, to be able to do it all, you've got the family, you've got the practice, and you've got your, you know, your uh, campaign for judge. So tell me a little bit about how that is. Uh, it, it's kind of crazy, um, you know, running a running a. A law practice is a full-time job. Raising a family uh, is a full-time job. job. Uh, campaigning uh, for judge, I'm learning, is a is a is also a full-time job. Um, so basically, I just don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look great. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, um, how did you start serving as judge? Can you tell me kind of the path you took? Well, I started. Um, I started as a prosecutor uh, mm-hmm. in the uh, in the DA's office in a <coughs> DA's office in Northwest Georgia, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know there there is no way to get a lot of exp- uh, there is no better way to get a lot of trial experience very very quickly uh, than to work as a district attorney uh, because you are you're trying cases all the time, mm-hmm. um, and I was you know I was inspired um, you know by by my boss the elected DA. Um, and by the, you know, they, they had an excellent bench uh, where I was. So I had, I had several uh, different judges that I practiced in front of routinely, you know, who served as, as role models. And, um, you know, and the more, the more I was in there, you know, trying cases and serving the community and watching, you know, really learning the roles, uh, the different roles that everybody played in the court system, um, I've always felt uh, that, there, that, that judges are in a singular position to directly affect so many people's mm-hmm. lives, even more than a prosecutor um, or, or a defense lawyer or, or any other type of attorney. I mean, judges judges deal directly with, uh, with so many people, mm-hmm. um, and the decisions that judges make can have such a large effect uh, on the community. Um, and I knew, I knew very early on that's what I wanted to do. Um, so as I built my practice and as I, you know, as I built my reputation, you know, people started to started to notice me, I guess. So I was um, I, uh, towards the end of 2012, I got a call from uh, from the chief judge of the Fulton County State Court uh, asked me if I'd be interested in serving oh, as a magistrate. Um, and, you know, it wasn't even it was not a hard decision to sure. make. I mean, it sure. was it was it was a very easy decision to make. I mean, I, I, sure. Sign me up. Right. Um, and it's I've like, been, let me think about that. Okay. And I've been <laughs> and I've been doing I've been doing that. Um, you know, and I've I, the, the only you know the only distinction in Fulton County between a full time and a part time magistrate judge is that are the number of hours that you work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got nothing to do with um, you know with with what your actual. Res- I mean, it's the same responsibility, um, the same calendars, the same types of cases mm-hmm. uh, that you're hearing. Um, you know, the only really the only difference is is that I'm not I, I don't have an office in the. <laughs> You know, in the in the suite over there. Sure. Um, you know, but I, I hear I hear all the criminal you know all the criminal matters, all of the you know the general civil uh, matters, small claims, dispossessories, uh, garnishment cases, all you know, pretty much everything you can think of. Anything that anything that we can do without a jury, uh, we do in magistrate court. Wow. So tell me, how important is it to have a d- diverse background in the law while serving as a judge? Well, that's a that's a really good question, and it is. I, it is so important to have a diverse background in the law uh, while serving as a judge. I have, um, you know, I have, I have two opponents uh, that I'm running against um, who do not have diverse backgrounds in the in the law. Um, I, you know, I, I am trained uh, as a prosecutor. 
um, and I have that experience, uh, but I am also a practicing criminal defense attorney, mm. um, and I am the only candidate in my race that has that dual experience. Mm -hmm. um, I'm the only candidate in my race who is a sitting magistrate court judge uh, that, that, that sits in criminal cases and, and decides those issues. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm the only candidate uh, in my race who has any kind of civil experience uh, at all um, other than uh, domestic relations. I have another opponent um, who is a, you know, comes from a family law background, and that's, that's all he does. That's all he's ever done. Um, and um, I have that experience as well. Um, it, it's very important. I mean, how you can't, you can't, you can't learn on the job. Sure. Um, I mean, the, I mean, of course, no, no judge knows everything. Um, mm -hmm. sure. But, but it's important. I think it's important to 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 have perspective and experiences going in um, that that form the basis of the decisions that you that you make. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You said you can't learn on a job, and I understand that you do learn on the job, but you don't want to learn on the job at the expense of the people that you're representing. <laughs> right. and, That's and so right. I, I see clearly what you're trying to say there. That's right. And, you know, I, I, I've, I've as an attorney who tries criminal cases, I can tell you and I can promise you firsthand that to have to, to, have to try a case um, to a judge, uh, to have to try a criminal case to a judge with no experience try in trying criminal exactly. cases can be a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I can I can personally attest to that. Bottom line, you don't want to be in court, but if you have to be in court, it's very important that you know that the judge that you're before has an, a great reach, and it sounds like you have that great right reach. and a balanced experience as yeah. well. Um, you know, there. Uh, my, I have an opponent who, um, whose entire experience consists of prosecuting cases. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, you bring your own, you bring your own perspectives yeah. uh, and biases, uh, one way or another, to the bench with you. Um, and uh, it's important to have a balanced approach. I mean, every ca every candidate for judicial office, when they're running, every candidate is going to tell you, I can be fair, I'm going to be fair, I'm going to be Im fair and impartial. Mm -hmm. But I've got a question, how fair can you, how fair can you really be when you've uh, spent your entire career just looking at one side of an issue? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be that way. I am going to be fair because I've looked at, I've looked at both sides of the issue. I live both sides of the issue. Um, so, and I'm glad you mentioned that. So to, to what extent does a person's personality and temperament affect their ability to, to be a good judge? Well, I, you know, sometimes you have to, you have to separate, um, you have to separate your raw feelings um, from what it takes to be a good yeah, judge. Emotions. Sometimes. Yeah. And, and, and you have to, you have to be able to, you have to be able to follow the law. Um, it's not just about the legal issues in the case. Um, and uh, to that extent, you know, you're, you're formed, uh, you know, as a judge and an attorney, um, you're influenced a lot by your, by your experience, yeah. and by your early experiences, um, and by the people um, around you um, that have mentored you and, and have trained you. Um, you know, and in my early experience, I was very lucky to be trained uh, and mentored by an elected district attorney who cared more about doing justice uh, than his office's conviction rate. Mm. Um, and, you know, that, exper that experience, um, you know, and, and he encouraged all of us, uh, you know, to do what we felt was the right thing with, with our cases. 
um, and to not be afraid to, uh, you know, to dismiss a case that needed to dis that needed to be dismissed, or you know, if we had a case that we felt strongly about um, that in the big scheme of things wasn't the most serious case, you know, he encouraged us to stick to our guns on those as well, depending on what we felt was the right thing on 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 each case. Um, so you know, that was a tremendous positive influence on me, and that translates over to every uh, area of of practice yeah um so there's a lot of people out there assume that because you've represented people accused of crimes um that there's a concern that possibly that you'd be soft on crime that's a good question um and i can <laughs> i can understand i can understand why some people might might feel that way um i would say that anyone who anyone who really does feel that way i think doesn't really understand the role that the different players play in the legal system you know it is a we all have roles to play it mm -hmm. is a prosecutor's job it is a prosecutor's job to prosecute it's a prosecutor's do job to do justice mm -hmm. and to um, advocate uh, for the best interests of you know whatever community that they're in that they're serving the role of a defense attorney is very very different um, your role as a defense attorney is to advocate for a client yes um, that doesn't mean that you agree with what that client is is accused uh, of doing. It mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you personally are are are, are vouching for this person. Um, it it doesn't it doesn't mean that. Yeah. Um, you know, and then your role as a judge is to look at both sides and look at each individual case and to do what's right uh, and to do what's fair. Um, so. You know, and, and my record shows that that if you take a look at my record as a magistrate, um, my record clearly shows uh, that I'm not soft on crime. I mean, as a magistrate, it's my responsibility to tell police, you know, whether I'm going to sign their arrest warrant that's going to let them take somebody to jail or whether I'm going to sign a search warrant that's going to let them kick in your door at 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, our, our police are well trained. Um, I generally approve more ar arrest warrants uh, than I deny. Um, I preside regularly over first appearance hearings um, where I'm responsible for setting a bond uh, for somebody who's You're on the front lines, man. I, I mean, am. you sound like our future Superior Court judge in Cobb <laughs> County, Ms. Kim Childs, who, you know, actually she was a guard. So, I mean, you, you've been on the front lines, and that, that's mm -hmm. much appreciated. And I think um, the more people hear about that, uh, it's going to be important that people hear that story, that full round, that he, he too is a holistic uh, yes. candidate as well so thank you you know and one of the you know one of the things that you learn uh, as a magistrate is that it, you know it's not your job to either be soft on crime or tough on crime uh, it's it's your job to look at the individual case Each and one. do what the mm -hmm. what the situation calls for uh, and sometimes it's going to mean you know being tough and sometimes it's going to mean being a little bit less tough it, yeah. it, it's a, it's on a case by case basis balance from Brandeis University <laughs> and Emory Yes, sir. Brandeis. Brandeis, yeah. <laughs> it's a good school. Incredible yeah. school. Great. So tell me, um, what has been your biggest challenge during the campaign? Well, um, like, like Ms. Childs, I mean, it, it's money. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know, you, you, it, it's all about the money. You have to be able to raise enough money to be able to get your message out because it doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, going to events is important. Meeting people is important. Ch shaking hands uh, is important. Um, but you can't possibly reach the number of people that you need to reach in order to get the number of votes that you need to win an election. Mm. So you have to do that in other ways, um, and these are ways that take 
large amounts of money. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, a, a lot of time is spent fundraising. Um, mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time on the phone, yeah. um, you know, just trying to, you know, trying to network and, and, and raise and raise money. Um, so that I can do what I need to do to get my message out. Those impressions that you're making, are they just for the local, or is it good to have a, you know, uh, an impression outside of your uh, geographic to, to influence people to consider you? Well, certainly, I mean, the more, the more people that know you, uh, the better off you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as, as far as votes are yeah. concerned, I mean, obviously you have to be a, a Fulton County resident yeah, yeah, to yeah. vote in an election in Fulton County. But George but, is a melting pot, and so there's influence that comes from everywhere. And that's people right. Are, you know, and, you can, and you can get money from anywhere. Exactly. Um, you can get money from anywhere. So, you know, I, I, have, a lot, I have a lot of support from uh, attorneys uh, that I work with uh, in Gwinnett County. Um, who can't vote in Fulton County, but they practice and they work in Fulton County, mm. and they understand how important it is to have somebody on the Superior Court bench with a balanced yeah. experience who is who is not uh, you know you know who who doesn't just have experience in one narrow area of the law. So you're talking about Fulton County, and it's important to be involved and interested in or invested in your community. What what things do you do in the community to be involved? And give back. Sure, I am. Um, I'm on the. Uh, I'm active in my synagogue, um, and that's that's where most of uh, my community activity uh, occurs, mm-hmm. um, because that's where most of the people that I that I do these activities with uh, tend to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I belong to I belong to a Havath Achim synagogue mm-hmm. in uh, in Atlanta. Um, I was on the board of directors there. Um, I am the choir director. Uh, there. Really? Awesome. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, in addition to everything else I do, I'm also a a uh, professional or semi-professional musician. Wow. Um, so I play I play bass and drums and keyboards and I sing and um, you know that's that's wow. kind of what I did all through law school. Uh, I was I was playing out, um, you know, throughout the Atlanta area, you know, three and four Emory? nights a week. Uh, not a, well, in they in, have a, in they Atlanta. have a powerful. I used to, I, I went on tour with Emory back in the nineties. <laughs> they got a powerful gospel choir over there neat yeah. <laughs> um do you have a key of e over there rich can you <laughs> key key of e maybe f He's sharp like, no no <laughs> you know and, and it's it's it, I'm, I'm glad that i'm glad it came up you know as a you know, working as, as a musician you know i get to meet a lot of people that i wouldn't ordinarily meet sure. uh in my in my practice um, That's fine. You know, and and some of the, you know some of the folks I meet as a musician also have experience um, with the legal system um, in one way mm-hmm. or another, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know some of these folks have known me, you know, for for years and years and years since before I started law school. Um, they've watched me, you know, they've watched me come up. So you know, there's a support system there. There you go. Uh, as well. Um, but yeah, we you know we're we're involved in uh, in Habitat for Humanity. Um, we we do we do the Hunger Walk every year, um, things like that. That's very important. Mm-hmm. What is your slogan? My slogan? Yes. Or do you have a your slogan? mission statement? Your mission statement. Yeah. Um, you know, we uh, my campaign is stressing honesty, integrity, and dedication. Um, and you know those those. Those things have become more relevant, you know, in, in recent days as you hear as we've heard some unfortunate stories about, you know, judges doing things that they really ought not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of it some of it intentionally and some of it not so intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think um, 
you know, I, I think those qualities are, are important. Um, and, and that is the feeling that I'm trying to convey. Um, you know, when, when uh, the, the advice that I got, you know, when you, when you put a slogan out there, um, it, it should be, you know, how do you want, you know, how do you want people to think of you? You know, what words do you want people associated uh, with you? Mm-hmm. Um, and rather than, rather than, you know, try to come up with a, you know, with a catch, some kind of a catchphrase, um, I felt that um, I just, you know, this is what I want people to say about me. Mm-hmm. You know, Organic. He's, you know, he's honest. You know, he'll uh, he'll give you an honest opinion. Um, he will act honestly um, and not try to, uh, you know, not try to, to, to um, interpret the law in such a way to arrive at the result that he's already decided is, mm. is how it should be. Mm. Um, and that's not how judges ought to work. And that ties in with the integrity also. Um, and then I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, and I want people to say that I work until the job is done. Mm. You know, access to our courts have been a big issue. Um, and, you know, I, I really feel for, for some of the civil attorneys out there who can't get, you know, and civil clients who can't get their cases heard because the court's criminal dockets um, are, are all backed up. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something I hope to address uh, as a superior court judge. I think uh, we need to work on our access to the courts. Um, I can tell you personally, um, in my courtroom as a magistrate, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't put cases over. I mean, I, I don't leave until the last case of the day is heard. Um, and if that means, you know, stay until all hours, and that's what we do. Fantastic, Mr. Andrew Margolis, Superior Court of Fulton County. Thank you very much. Presently yes. magistrate judge. Yes. Yes. Tell us the details of your campaign, where people can come out to vote, all that good stuff. Well, like um, like Miss Child's election, our election is May twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ask you to please uh, come out and vote. Um, if you'd like to uh, find out more about me, um, you can go to our website at www.electjudgemargolis.com. Uh, the campaign is also on Facebook. Uh, the name of the page is Elect Judge Margolis, so it's facebook.com slash Elect Judge Margolis. Um, you can email uh, the campaign. You can email me directly at electjudgemargolis at gmail.com. Uh, and I'm, I'm always happy to hear from anybody who has something to say. Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you so much. That Thank you for having me. Thank yes, you. A great message from both of our candidates, and we're just so excited to have them on the show today. What a super Tuesday it was. Yes, it was. Yes. So this is Emily Rowell with Atlanta Legal Experts Radio. We'll look forward to being here next week. Thank you again for joining Emily Rowell and her guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show. And stay tuned for the next episode of Atlanta Legal Experts Radio. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery.